Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 430. Oh man, it's August already. August 3rd, 2020. 99 degrees was the high on this day in 1941. And in 1971, on August 3rd, it was as chilly as 46 degrees. These records that I bring you for my own amusement are brought to you by Aquaside, keeping your beach free of weeds for more than 60 years. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. I tell you about my buddy out for a walk in broad daylight on uh, Highland Parkway? No. Oh, boy. Now what happened? Uh, he's been sick for two months with with what certainly appears to be COVID, although he keeps testing negative for COVID. But he's been very ill. He's finally uh, getting out of it. And he's been instructed to start walking. So he's out for a walk. This is, I think, last Thursday, you know, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, beautiful, bright, sunny day. And a, a guy comes up to him with a with a, an accent that he would describe as from one of the countries in Africa, maybe Somali, who knows, but a broken English, in other words. Mm-hmm. And he had a he had a card in his hand uh, with the names of six pain clinics on it, and he wanted uh, help in determining which pain clinic was the closest to where to where they were standing and my guy took a look at these and said well you're nowhere near these are all suburban areas you're nowhere near it and, and the guy gets really close to him and uh uh i'm trying to tell the story exactly as it happened and there wasn't necessarily a scuffle but i think my guy handed him the card back and then the guy uh, walked away and as my guy's walking down the street he starts patting his pockets and his wallet's gone as well as gone from his front pocket. So whoever did this was very skilled. So my guy, not in the best physical shape right now, he turns around, he heads towards uh, about Highland Parkway and, and Cleveland, and he sees the guy getting into a white car, and he goes, hey, hey. He starts screaming at him and, and tell him to stop. There's a woman driving the car. And the guy throws the wallet out the car uh, and said, I found your wallet. And he threw it out the car window. And my guy goes over and bangs on the window, uh, on the driver's side window, to try to get the woman to stop. And she took off and knocked him down. Oh, boy. And he landed on a hip that he had Received a new hip about a year ago. Oh, jeez. And he uh, had, since had x-rays, and there's no fracture in the hip, but he's on a walker right now because of the pain from his hip. When I'm telling you something, folks, this lawlessness has nothing to do with where you live. Nope. Nothing. Nope. Nothing. Mm-mm. This is, uh, this is the leafy Highland Parkway on a summer afternoon in broad daylight. Now, fortunately, nobody got shot, or it didn't escalate into that kind of violence, but the uh, the lawlessness is incredible, and it's been causing me to have deep thoughts. Are we prepared for Joe's walk down the service road of life talk? Boy, am I ever. I think so, Joe. I think it's time. <clears throat> it should. Doesn't it concern us? It should concern everybody that there's a weird intersection between the rising prominence of Black Lives Matter and the rising incidences of violence. Uh, Black Lives Matter has uh, 
cleverly, cleverly and successfully uh, gotten a major league sports to support them. It's gotten corporations to support them. It's got the uh, news gathering institutions uh, support them. And they're, they're now big and they're permanent. And in the month of uh, George Floyd, what happened? Killings in Minneapolis doubled as the as the line of influence of Black Lives Matter rises. So does gunplay. So does so does uh, crime. And I I was alerted to a piece uh, written by Heather McDonald. Uh, you may have heard of Heather McDonald. She's a, a a good writer who has written books like The War on Cops. She does not believe, and she can prove statistically, that police forces in America are not systemically racist. But she's calling this, uh, she's calling this the Minneapolis effect. Uh, when it took several months for the first uh, iteration of the Ferguson effect to become obvious. That, that was when Michael Brown was shot by a Ferguson, Missouri police officer in August of 2014. That triggered riots and a national narrative about lethally racist uh, police departments. Uh, officers then backed off proactive policing in minority neighborhoods, having been told that such discretionary enforcement was racially oppressive. By early 2015, the resulting spike in shootings and homicides had become apparent and would lead to an additional 2,000 black homicide victims in 2015 and 2016 compared with 2014 numbers. Now, today's violent crime increase, call it Ferguson Effect 2.0 or the Minneapolis Effect. I'm reading from a piece in the New York Post that she wrote for the City Journal in New York. This has come on with a speed and magnitude that make Ferguson 1 seem tranquil. George Floyd's death at the hands of Minneapolis police in late May was justly condemned, but the event has now spurred an outpouring of contempt against the pillars of law and order that has no precedent in American history. Every day, another mainstream institution, from McDonald's to Harvard, denounces the police, claiming without evidence that law enforcement is a threat to black lives. Now, I can't read this whole thing, uh, but we're so much on the same page, and she states it so so well and so authoritatively and so thoroughly. The, uh, the point being that black lives matter. Uh, they, have, they have nothing to do with keeping black lives mattering. Uh, I'll cut down to some of the, I mean, look at the statistics in Chicago. Uh, 18 people killed, 47 wounded in drive-by and walk-by shootings last weekend. Oh, how about the nine-year-old in Chicago? Right. Well, the previous weekend, 104 people shot, 15 fatally. The deceased included a three-year-old boy riding with his car on Father's Day. His gangbanger father was the intended victim. Uh, New York's homicide rate is at a five-year high. Uh, number of shooting victims is up over 42% through June 21st compared with the same period in 19. Milwaukee's homicides have increased 132%. In 25 years, I've never seen it like this, a Milwaukee police inspector told the Police Executive Research Forum referring to the violence and how low officer and low officer morale. Shootings are spiking in Indianapolis. Other cities show similar increases once their crime data are published. Uh, another three-year-old boy shot in Chicago. She goes on and on to document this. But uh, uh, the victims in these shootings are overwhelmingly black. So far this year, 78% of all homicide victims in Chicago are black, though blacks are less than a third of the population. 
But the defund the police advocates in the Democratic establishment have said nothing about the growing loss of black lives. Instead, the Black Lives Matter movement is tweeting about police defunding, last weekend's gay parade marches, and NASCAR's Bubba Watson, the subject of yet another hate crime hoax. D. Ray Mickison, an early BLM organizer in Ferguson, is retweeting about whether homophobes are secretly gay. Activist Sean King, who recently called for vandals to destroy stained glass windows portraying the baby Jesus and Mary, is retweeting treating that Mount Rushmore is an act of vandalism. Jamal Green, a Black Lives Matter organizer in Chicago who was arrested in 2016 for assaulting and attempting to disarm an officer, offered a $5,000 reward on Saturday for information on the killing of a one-year-old boy in Chicago, but coupled that offer with another call to defund the police. This makes no sense. The more Black Lives Matter as an organization is behind the movement to defund the police, the more Black Lives will become endangered as lawlessness increases. Mm-hmm. This is just amazing. Uh, and she writes, of course, now is not the time to spend less on uh, policing with gunslingers retaking control of urban streets. The timing of the defund movement was always a puzzle, coming as it did after weeks of destructive riots, which law enforcement was wildly overmatched. Uh, such a demonstration of the violence that lies just beneath the surface of civilization would not, one might think, be the best opening pitch for an argument to shrink police manpower and resources. Yet the defund idea took off, with the media making sure that the looting and arson became a hazy memory, while alleged police racism remained in the headlines. The establishment, in further proof of the elite betrayal of the principle of law, was happy to forgive and forget the riots as an understandable release of black rage. Isn't that exactly what Fry and the 13 adult children have done? Yep. This is incredible. And now the self-described champions of black lives are pressing ahead with their anti-cop campaign with a breezy indifference to countervailing evidence. 307 people have been murdered this year in Chicago. And Chicago police have killed three suspects, all armed and dangerous. In 2018, New York Police Department recorded its lowest number of fatal civilian shootings, five, since records were first kept in 1971. All five victims were threatening or appeared to be threatening officers with guns or knives. The Minneapolis effect will not be confined to intra-racial gang violence. Sadistic and gratuitous attacks on elderly citizens have been accelerating. And she goes on to describe all these elderly people who have been randomly beat up. Uh, Meanwhile, the criminal justice leaders themselves are surrendering. The New York Police Commissioner has disbanded the department's most effective tool for getting illegal guns off the street, the plainclothes anti-crime unit. Uh, Ambushes await officers who respond to gunfire alerts, illegal house parties, and other crimes. This weekend, New York officers were assaulted with bottles and garbage by a group of 500 people at 3.45 a.m. in Harlem as they tried to find a source of a shooting picked up by ShotSpotter technology. Okay, again, this is so long. I'll, I'll conclude. There are no longer, these are no longer the warning signs of a possible breakdown of civilized life. That breakdown is upon us. If local and national leaders are unable to summon the will to defend our most basic institutions from false and inflammatory charges of racism, they have forfeited their right to govern. Unless new leaders come forth who understand their duty to maintain the rule of law, this country will not pull back from disaster. I have emailed Heather McDonald and uh, asked her to come on the air with us, and I'm awaiting her reply. But there's definitely an intersection between the... Look at Black Lives Matter has got all four major league sports uh, doing their bidding. Uh, 
they've got uh, most news gathering institutions are championing them. Uh, corporations have donated billions of dollars, and they they're not they're not understanding who they're giving the money to. Mm-hmm. Do you have the uh, the story relating to that very subject matter uh, as it as it relates to the uh, Minneapolis City Council, sir, over the weekend? Oh, which story? Well, There's I'll been read, so many. I'll read this one from the Care 11 site that was sent to me uh, by Monty on Twitter. Mm-hmm. The Minneapolis City Council, <clears throat> well, they're seeing a spike in uh, homicides and deaths, and they want answers from the uh, from the yeah. police. Oh, the oh, I'm, I'm yeah. sorry, I have it right yeah. here. Oh, okay, yeah, I have it right look, here. Look, are uh, you kidding me? Yeah, it's a real yeah. gem, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so far, 288 people shot, along with 41 homicides in Minneapolis this year. When a man was shot and killed on 19th Street in Minneapolis late afternoon Saturday, it was the 41st homicide in Minneapolis this year. Last year, by this point, the city had experienced 21 homicides. As Black Lives Matter grows, so does lawlessness. Yep. In Friday's Minneapolis Council meeting, uh, Mayor Jacob Fry said the 288 shooting victims this year is the highest in the last five years, with the closest being 178 at this point in 2016. We need to be looking at the numbers here. None of us should be hiding from them. We should acknowledge the truth, Fry said. Robberies and assaults are up as well. Last week, after a good Samaritan was shot helping a woman being robbed, MPD sent an email to 3rd Precinct residents noting 100 robberies and 20 carjackings in the 3rd Precinct in July alone. As a robbery prevention tip, uh, the email recommends be prepared to give up your cell phone and your purse or wallet. Remember, we covered this last week. Yep. Uh, what is the underlying cause for this uptick in violence, asked Minneapolis City Council Member Philippe Cunningham. Well, you moron, what do you think it is? You are part of a, a, a group of adult activist uh, children on the city council who have been hectoring and hectoring and hectoring the police and calling for their abolishment. You don't think that appeals to a criminal element? You don't think that appeals to a lawless uh, crowd who wishes to take advantage of the police backing off and standing down? Philippe Cunningham, what? who are these people? But you have They're to, an embarrassment. You have to read the quote from the empty suit there. mayor because it's just perfect. I'm, get, I, I'm getting oh. there. Uh, it's a global pandemic. It's the killing of George Floyd, the subsequent unrest. It's the economic downturn, unemployment, psychological factors, mental health, stress, a lack of housing opportunities. It's so many things that ultimately compound, Fry said. Well, no. Uh, Hold they, on. He gets this. Uh, we don't know that. What a no, fool. No, you know what he gets? He gets a groin kick. Oh, I, Thank you. I wasn't even prepared for that. It gets Thank a groin you. kick. I will yeah. get him one. Just give me a second. Yeah. Right now with the data that's coming out, people are just scared. And they need to know what the city is doing to help out, said Council Member Jeremy Schroeder. They're doing nothing, Jeremy, because you people have led a movement to condemn police officers. Ready? And abolish the department. And abolish them and defund them to be replaced with your department of butterfly wings, unicorns, and happy thoughts, you morons. That deserves this. Wow. And we, the citizens, not you, not you sitting on the council, we, the citizens, are paying the price. Yep. Oh, they if they feel the need, they just go have the taxpayers pay for private security. Well, yeah, I have to feel safe, Joe. I'm a city council member. It's just a shame, and it's not going to get fixed until they're gone.
and I, oh. I'm not sh- I'm not sure there's the political will. You know, if Betsy, what's her name? Who, who's Hodges. The, no, she's gone. Who's the city council president? Lisa Bender. I mean, she can get into office with a couple of thousand votes. They all could. Is the citizenry of Minneapolis going to suddenly come to their senses and realize that they have to get rid of these people? Otherwise, their lives are in danger. That's what's happening. Their lives are in danger. I can give you a, a, a little inside look and a little backstory uh, about another crime in Minneapolis that occurred about 3.45 a.m. Saturday. But first, I want to tell you that, uh, yeah, we got a few cool days, but then did you see the forecast? Heating right back up. August could be hot and sweltering and ready for the swimming beach. So I hope you've been in touch with Aquaside. They'll keep your beach free of weeds and algae and unidentified stuff that you don't want around. Aquaside products are easy to use. They work quickly. They're registered with both the EPA and DNR, and their products are completely safe for you, your family, and the fish. So don't let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. You don't need to. Call Aquaside today because they'll identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. Call Aquaside, White Bear Lake Company. Probably right around Highway 61, huh, boys? Yeah. You can call them at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. Aquaside has been killing those lake weeds for more than 60 years. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. Okay, let's talk about the guys at Aim High Construction, MN.com. First off, if you're considering a winter project with Aim High, now, right now is the time to make initial contact uh, so you can make sure you secure a spot on the very busy schedule. Log on to aimhighconstructionmn.com. And I can tell you from my experience so far, it's very high quality craftsmanship, timely completion, and customer service. Wow, it goes way above and beyond. And they can handle almost any job, no matter what your construction needs might be. Remodels, new construction, kitchens, bathrooms, base. Need that basement finish off? That's fine. And, and yes, Aim High Construction can get you that roof. But they'll also help with design consultation and work within your budget. And they even offer financing if you so choose. At my place so far... New deck, installed railing on the front steps, installed a new carrier central air stu- uh, air unit, did some amazing concrete work, uh, and the kitchen gets started next week. I've got to uh, do a little prep work myself here, and it's all happening very, very quickly. I didn't expect it to go this smoothly. If you need it to go smoothly and you want to deal with someone you can trust, log on to the website, ask questions, get that estimate scheduled, and then... Get ready to be happy. It's aimhighconstructionmn.com. Three people were injured in a shooting early Saturday morning in downtown Minneapolis. According to police, at 3.12 a.m., officers in the area of 1st Avenue North and 5th Street heard the sound of shots fired. Police saw a woman on the ground suffering from a gunshot wound. She was transported to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Police also learned a man and a woman arrived at the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. It was reported that they sustained their injuries in the same incident. An occupied squad car was also struck by a bullet, but no officers were injured. No one is in custody and the case is under investigation. Well, now I have from a reliable uh, source... 
uh, Joe, too close for comfort. Attaches the photo from the cop, shows the hole where the bullet struck the back seat she was sitting in. We just happened to be with this officer's parents on Friday night. I prefer not to use her name. They did not hear about this until Saturday afternoon. Needless to say, a bit shaken up. Their daughter has only been an officer for two years. She loves her job, but getting very worried about support from the community. She was also at the 3rd Precinct when it quote-unquote fell back in June. And I was uh, copied on a Crime Watch Minneapolis, uh, which shows the bullet hole in the car that missed this officer and the, the what you what you realize is there's always this humanity behind all these stories uh, we take for granted that these coppers are out there at three in the morning but they're yeah. you know they have they have parents and they or they might have their own children and they and and here here by the grace of God she didn't get winged by this gun fired into an occupied police car oh my god and you morons in the city council, you you wondering why this is happening? Because you've aided it and abetted it. You've you've championed it. Yep. You are you are all appalling. You're appalling. And you there's no hope. There is no hope unless that entire political crew is voted out and replaced with somebody with even half the sense of a garage logician. Otherwise, there's no hope. With this continuing to be the behavior in Minneapolis, I've said this earlier. What are the Vikings going to do? What are the Twins going to do? And what are the Timberwolves going to do? I, I they could break their lease at a cost of God knows what, but where are they going to go? I don't know because it's not like it's just happening here. It's it's this is happening all over the country. Lori Lightfoot in Chicago blames the uh, situation in Chicago on uh, other states that don't have tr- uh, tr- strong enough gun laws. Oh. oh. That's, that's, that's her latest. Well, that's decent yeah. logic. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. She's blaming this on the uh, weaker gun laws in other states than she apparently thinks she has <laughs> she, in Chicago. My God in dead. heaven. No, they she's are. Uh, honest to God, something must happen to you. You, you become brain dead. Uh, maybe it's a COVID-19 symptom that you just become no. meaningless. No. Just become meaningless. These Both of these cities, we've been leading up to this for years. You know, the city council didn't get bad here in the last few months. It's no. their policies that have been in place that led to all of this. Right. <laughs> what a maroon. Jeez. Uh, another paragraph from Heather McDonald. The Minneapolis effect will not be confined to intra-racial gang violence, sadistic, and gratuitous gratuitous attacks on elderly citizens have been accelerating in recent weeks. A 78-year-old woman punched casually on the head in Brooklyn. An 80-year-old man knocked to the ground, dragged and robbed in the Bronx. A 92-year-old woman slammed into a fire hydrant in Manhattan's Gramercy Park. The high-volume delegitimization of American justice and the incessant drumbeat about white supremacy will likely result in an increase in black-on-white violence, which already accounts for 85% of all interracial attacks between blacks and whites. Uh, and then she writes, meanwhile, the, the, the system itself is, is surrendering. Uh, uh, it's just uh, America's never been in a... a, a in a worse problem right now, and Americans never needed police departments more than they do now. But that is only meaningful if it is recognized 
that the police departments represent a legitimate a legitimate authority. Right now, a Black Lives Matter and other activists have thoroughly trained uh, black America to believe that the police departments are an oppressive, racist force and must be disbanded. How do you think that contributes to the level of crime in Minneapolis and St. Paul? J. Cole just sent, or, or Chris, you just sent me three J. Cole's pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dash cam video captures gunshots fired in direction of Ramsey County Sheriff's deputies. Wild St. Paul shootout captured in video. African American Leadership Council has planned to curb violence. I'd like to hear that. Video captures wild St. Paul shootout. 47 rounds fired. And a friend of mine uh, walking down Highland Parkway on a sunny afternoon gets his wallet taken, which, of course, is not a gun crime, but it's lawlessness of all kind of all kinds that will continue we will continue to see as long as this drumbeat against the police holds up. You know you mentioned a few minutes ago about what are the what are the Vikings going to do, what are the Twins going to do and what are the wild or what what are the Timberwolves going to do? You know what I just thought of? Hmm. What are the uh, enrollment numbers going to be at the University of Minnesota as a result of this? Because when they start losing kids, answers are going to need to be had because that 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 foots a giant bill for the state. Well, they, to signal its virtue, the U has already disassociated itself from the Minneapolis Police Department. Right. And crime is on the increase on campus. Yes, it is. And they're doing the distance learning thing, too. True. And, that's yeah, that's and a good crime point. crime has already been an issue on the U of M for the past few years. Right now, we don't know what lawlessness, what effect lawlessness would have on tonight's uh, 7-10 start, Twins hosting Pittsburgh at Target Field. We don't know because no fans are allowed. But if this doesn't get taken care of, if we don't get a new, well, we don't even get a chance for a new wave of leadership this November. There's only one council seat in Minneapolis. It's up for uh, grabs. The rest of them are not up till 2021. Okay, so next summer, I don't think it's hyperbole to say that Attendance figures will be dramatically affected if this continues. No, no question. No if this question. continues. Nobody from, nobody from out state is coming in. I'll tell you that right now from everybody I've talked to. Oh, hell no. They're not coming to this town for any reason. And I'm, I'm done taking my four or five amusing light rail rides down there to go to a ball game. Yeah, I'm not getting on that thing. We, we don't do rail anymore. No. No. Which no, is it's, another. It's uh, a shake cab for me. <laughs> Isn't it amazing that the same people who brought you light rail, the same mindset, that, that, that same collectivist thinking that wants us to all get in the rail, light rail and let's have more bike paths. and Let's live in a condo downtown. Let's live in a condo downtown. All your policies are backfiring. And they will continue to backfire so long as you embrace, however obliquely, lawlessness. And you are embracing lawlessness with your cries to to abuse the, and disrespect and defund police departments. And Joe, as the lawlessness increases, so does their the noise coming from the left. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's not just Minneapolis, St. Paul. It's Portland. It's Seattle. I, hell, I have a sister-in-law in Seattle who says there's no way. <laughs> 
tourists will ever come to this town again. It's just completely out of control. It's the Wild West. It's uh, homelessness and lawlessness running rampant in Seattle. And same in Portland. And what do we hear from the left in those cities? Just They're getting louder and louder and louder. Everything's... Uh, white people's fault, you know. I could occasionally be talked into going to New York, I think, maybe the last time for for enjoyment. I mean, I've been there a hundred times for work, but the last time for enjoyment was 2006. Uh, I would not, I don't want to go to New York right now. No. I don't want, I have no no interest in it. I, Chicago uh, for us here in, in up in Minnesota, that's a lark. Yeah, let's let's get on the freeway and go spend the weekend in Chicago. I used to do it at for, least once a year, if not twice a year. And we'll I'll, be back for work on Monday morning. It's yeah. no big deal. Not mm-hmm. going to happen now. No. no. Well, you're not going to go to the areas of the worst violence. But it's even Milwaukee. Milwaukee. I can't believe those stats you read about Milwaukee. My 132 percent increase in homicides. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. And all they're doing is they're just making the divide deeper and further apart. I no longer have a neighbor, Dave. I've got a, a black neighbor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where before race didn't matter to us because we're all we're all the same people. No, he was just your neighbor. Yeah. yeah. And now it's now uh, you know. And I think we've talked about it before. The kids are looking at the adults going, huh? Because in the kids, they don't see color. They don't see race. They don't see any of that. They just see buddies, pals, friends. The whole thing is sideways. Everything is sideways. Yeah, completely. You, 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 you black activists preach to me that you've, you've got to acknowledge us. And I do. But now you're, you're emphasizing that I should distinguish us by the color of our skin rather than unite us by the content of our care our mutual character mm-hmm. you're, you're turning it into a color thing mm-hmm. i thought we weren't supposed to go down that road that's the road we're going down murders and shootings in chicago soared in july compared to the same month in 2019 according to a police report released saturday there were 105 murders in chicago in july a spike of 139% compared to July 2019. My God. Chicago suffered 406 shooting incidents in July, surging 75% from last year. Police say that murders are up 51% in 2020 compared to the time frame of January 2019 to July 2019. There was also a 47% increase in shootings over the same period. August has not started off on a promising manner. So far this weekend, since 6 p.m. on Friday, at least 27 people have been shot. Seven were killed, including a nine-year-old boy. Chicago police responded to a shooting around 6.45 p.m. on Friday. Janari Andre Ricks was in a parking lot with friends when a gunman opened fire. The nine-year-old suffered multiple gunshot wounds and was transported to Lurie Children's Hospital, where he was pronounced dead. He was in the house all day. He didn't come out till maybe after 5. And one of his friends knocked on the door to ask if he could come outside to play. His mom, Jaleesa Ford, said. And I allowed him to come out to play with his friends. He never made it back in the house. Janari's uh, father, Raymond Rick, said his son was going to get a video game controller from a friend's house when he was gunned down on the last day of July. 
It's senseless, and I'm still lost, the father told CNN. He was everything. He was an inspiration behind all the kids in the community, sports, anything. He would tell you stats from back in the day about everybody. He was a genius. Uh, And then they go on to tell you about all the children who have been wounded. Here's the... And here's the answer uh, to that father and mother who lost a nine-year-old who was shot multiple times. The mayor has your answer. Lori Lightfoot has the answer. Sure. She claimed rising gun violence is because the city is being inundated with guns from outside states. We are being inundated with guns from states that have virtually no gun control, no background checks, no ban on assault weapons, Lightfoot said. That's not your problem, Lightfoot. That's not what's causing this. What a clown. So, so she thinks the people that have come uh, to Chicago from Minneapolis acquired those firearms legally? <laughs> those firearms with the numbers scratched off? Really? Isn't that, ama- isn't Lori? that amazing? Really? <laughs> Lori, this is the decline of moral and ethical integrity. This is... Uh... Well, what it is, is it's, it's the breakdown of the nuclear family. It's the breakdown of the home, and that's the one thing that BLM is trying to get rid of in our yeah. country. BLM advocates for the demise of the nuclear family. Uh, and you, sports franchises, it's, it, it, it'd be comical if it wasn't so tragically stupid on your part. You you are just playing into their hands. Yep. They they could, my God, the they have been promoted right now to a status they could have never dreamed of. And I guess you're going to have to call it that Minneapolis effect, the month of George Floyd. It just blew everything up. And whoever deep in the deep in the shadows pulling the strings on Black Lives Matter is a genius. They're geniuses. We'll get every NBA team to kneel and put Black Lives Matter on the court. We'll get the the NHL up in Edmonton had a had a kneeling ceremony with the Wilds' own Matt Dumba. At the center of it. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I, I, okay. I get his cause, Dumba's <laughs> I, cause. You know, let's end it. racism. Okay, I'm on board with you. Yep. But but Black Lives Matter isn't about ending racism. And I, I remember last <laughs> week when I said that I think baseball, like what Joe's analogy with the country, baseball's committing suicide by this. Mm-hmm. I talked to two very good friends, uh, older older gentlemen, that are absolutely done with Major League Baseball because of because of this. Because of this alignment with BLM, yeah, and 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 and, and to point that out, uh, BLM's uh, comeback to us would be, well, obviously you're white guys, you're racist. Sure, that's exactly what it is. Yep. Well, I'm not going to keep quiet about this. This is an outrage. No, because Should... we have to push back. Absolutely. BLM is about electing progressive candidates to bring about a change in America to end capitalism and create a socialistic society in which the community raises the children, the family is kaput, and uh, somehow the government's going to pay for everybody. I, I don't know who they're going to lose. I don't, I don't know who BLM is going to uh, allow to work to pay for all these pipe dreams, but that's, that's what this is. This has nothing to do with these poor kids in Chicago getting shot. I've been saying it for five years. They never show up where black lives quite literally do not matter. They don't address that. None of these elites address that. Certainly, we're not getting it addressed here. Jacob Fry wondering, it comes up with every single reason for this except the right one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's got all the answers except they're not the right answer. 
the right answer is, is so basic and, and simple, but it, it's, it's that answer that's under attack. It's, it's the soundness of the family that's been under attack. It's the uh, respect for authority that's been under attack. It's the sense of leading your life with some semblance of discipline that's under attack. And the only possible motivation for that is to bring about what they envision to be some more of a, a complete society. And it, it'll be misery shared equally is about all they could hope for. It's just not going to work. Just not going to work. And uh, for Lori Lightfoot to turn to those troubled parents of black children shot and killed in Chicago and say, well, I know what the problem is. The problem is these guns are coming from out state. Yeah, that's really? right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? How come How come Mayor Fry isn't louder in his protesting of the city council? Mayor Fry does not want to defund the police department. He wants to keep the police department. Well, how come we don't hear more from him? Can he? Because how, he has no that, backbone. How come that answer he gave wasn't didn't have backbone, Joe. Why doesn't he have backbone? He's, he's, he's got a chance here to pull himself out of the hole he dug during the riots and and look like a hero. And he's not. Because he long since has has bought into progressivism. You know, and the other question I had... He's not smart. Kenny, you're right. You're right. And he's not... Even if he's smart enough to know that... He he won't do it because he would see he would be seen to being authoritative, mm-hmm. and their their progressives are opposed to authority. That's why one of the reasons the whole month of George Floyd was such a disaster. No one could exert authority. He doesn't want to be a toxic male, right? Exactly, but exactly. He wants the other, to be a wimp. The other yep. part of it too is when you were reading that story. I believe it was the Carol Evan piece on the city council wanting answers. Well, isn't isn't shouldn't it be the other way around? The the mayor shouldn't be doing what the city council is requesting. Don't the city council basically work for the mayor? No, we've been through this. We had a guest named Joe Anthony. It's a called a weak mayor position. The city council can overrule Fry on anything they want. Okay, it just. Uh, but I, Fry has a soapbox. I, Anthony called it. He has a he has a portfolio. He has a. Uh, he's a cheerleader without portfolio. In other words, in other words, he's just an empty voice, but. He's got that podium. He's got that soapbox, but he cannot bring himself to speak well, directly. He needs to give his balls a tug. I mean, seriously. Yeah. He, <laughs> he, you, you just got to stop being like this and man up. And if you believe that we need police, you have to be the leader that step, steps forward and shouts that to the sky. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I made some changes in my life. Uh, that's uh, drawing me ever closer uh, to getting out to Schmelz and finally getting myself a daily driver, which I currently do not have. Uh, I got to get something by well, winter, of course, and I will. And I'll of, be getting what it. What kind of changes? Did you bring in I, all your wheat pennies? No, I sold a car. I sold a car over the weekend, oh. and and uh, I'll be heading out to Schmelz Countryside of Maplewood. That's on the southeast uh, quadrant there of highway 36 and 61 schmelz countryside volkswagen alfa romeo and fiat 
uh, 0% right now for 72 months on all 2019 and 2020 VWs with deferred payment of 120 days. And that includes the all-new flagship, the 2020 Atlas Cross Sport. Also, 0% interest for up to 60 months on certified pre-owned vehicles. Here's what you do to keep it nice and safe and sanitized. Uh, you get your own sales appointment. First, go to the three websites and check the inventory. Go to SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com, SchmelzFiat.com. Pick out what you're most interested in. Do your homework. Give Schmelz a call. They'll have that vehicle waiting for you. 651-243-4316. Three great marks, as we say. Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo, and Fiat at Schmelz Countryside in Maplewood. Great building sites in Sioux Falls are attracting national attention because Sioux Falls is open for business. I'm Dean Diesick from the Sioux Falls Development Foundation. Pay a visit to SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. You'll find that Sioux Falls has just what business owners want and need. In Sioux Falls, you'll find talented people ready to go to work for you. Plus, short commutes, safe streets, available land and buildings, fewer taxes, and higher profits. In Sioux Falls, you pay no corporate or personal state income tax, see a significantly lower cost of doing business, and your business won't be tied up, locked down, or hung up in red tape. No matter what size your project is, Sioux Falls has available sites with logistical connections to air, rail, and two interstate highways. Expand or relocate your company to Sioux Falls and discover relief from excessive restrictions and costs. It all starts with a visit to SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life, Joe Souchere. And when he's at that hardware store, Fred Aloni's of course, he's rocking his chill boys, as are the rest of the crew here in Garage Logic. If you're unfamiliar, they make the most comfortable underwear you will ever own go to their website and see it for yourself chillboys.com take a look at the performance boxers the bamboo boxers the boxer briefs they also have a really cool selection of t-shirts and sunglasses and guess what fast and free shipping on orders over 40 dollars in the united states it's an absolute no-brainer the most comfortable underwear you will ever own check them out on twitter too at Chillboys brand on Twitter. And when you do make your purchase at chillboys.com, please, please, please let them know that you heard about it right here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Brah! I didn't know this. Uh, I, I think I should have. I didn't know this. As the Minnesota primary, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Perfect health. Fast approaches Governor Tim Walls and Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan announced they will be endorsing the incumbent DFL congressional representatives for re-election, notably. The governor uh, endorsed Representative Ilhan Omar of the 5th Congressional District, who has been challenged by four other Democrats, including Anton Melton Mukes. Melton Mukes has outraised Omar by millions of dollars in the last quarter. Uh, Walls also endorsed Representative Angie Craig, Representative Dean Phillips, Representative Betty McCollum, and Representative Colin Peterson for the 2nd, 3rd, 4th, and 7th Districts, respectively. The incumbents for the 1st, 6th, and 8th districts are Republican. As a former member of Congress representing Minnesota's 1st Congressional District, I know exactly how difficult this job can be, said Walls, in addition to the incredible leadership 
that each of these members has displayed on the national stage during their time in Congress. They have done an equally impressive job staying grounded in their home districts. That is the most disingenuous oh nonsense I've ever heard in my life. Bald face lie. It's that just is a just complete lie. Look at the condition of these cities. Betty McCollum would be consider her the St. Paul side. She's been there forever. Are things better? What leadership? What leadership? No, Ilhan, uh, the fifth is that way. It's it's over there. You got to go that way. <laughs> Ilhan Omar, what leadership? She oh. is she is a self-promoting activist that has nothing to do with the fifth congressional district. Well, uh, and a criminal, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Pay- paying her husband's firm, which uh, is now part, she's paying herself, basically, millions. And di- wasn't she investigated multiple times for that? Did, did we get yeah. results? Did we get yeah. any official results? Uh, I don't know. They, they live in their own career. cheated on their spouses, uh, the whole deal with her brother, who might be her husband. And Ex, uh, ex-husband. All of that nonsense. Here's, here's Walls' tweet. Uh Ilhan Omar never runs away from a challenge. Her determination inspires <laughs> inspires those around her to pursue their passion in the face of adversity. She has quickly established herself as a progressive leader in Congress. Well, Tim, uh, I think uh, run away. I think, generally speaking, uh, uh, Garage Logic has not been unkind to the governor. Generally speaking, would that is that a fair statement? Hey, will you well, do me a favor? But this, 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 uh, this, I, he just crossed my line. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. This is, this is, you're lining yourself up with a. Uh, let, let, let's, let's play a game here, shall we? Read the, read the line from the governor, uh, a quote, uh, the quote he had about, about Ilhan one more time for me, please. Ilhan, uh, at Ilhan MN, never runs away from a challenge. Her determination inspires those around her to pursue their passion in the face of adversity. She has quickly established herself as a progressive leader in Congress. Thank you. That was for my own amusement. Yeah. You yeah. might be the last of the GLers that has finally reached this conclusion because from what I'm uh, seeing, everybody sees right through his act. Boy, I, this this tells me a lot. This tells me a lot that he could, that there's not a chance in hell he can believe one word of what he wrote. Or, or more frighteningly, he does believe every word of what he wrote. Yeah. Either one is bad because yeah. then uh, behind the scenes, somebody's putting the screws to him. Somebody in the DFL uh, upper echelon is putting the screws to him saying you have to come out and endorse her. Mm-hmm. Or, like you said, he actually believes that nonsense he just spewed. Mm-hmm. So I'm on Ilhan's congress.gov personality page in which you can see bills that she's introduced and whatnot. I'm going all the way back to her very first run, and she hasn't had one bill passed that she has introduced herself personally. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. all they need to do is introduce them, uh, these bills in order to pat themselves on the back. Oh, I'm sorry. Nope. I, I apologize. I did find one. The Blue Water Navy Vietnam Veterans Act of 2019. Mm-hmm. That one that? did become a law. Okay, I don't know what it is. I have no idea either. But uh, that one, that I, I apologize to Ilhan. She did get one passed. That was back on. It looks like November of, or excuse me, June of 2019. The fifth congressional district right now needs a personality 
with the character completely opposite of Omar's. Yeah, 100%. They need a man or woman. I don't care what race, whatever. They need a man or woman who is going to take the 5th District by the scruff of the neck and say this behavior is going to stop. It's not going to happen on my watch. Lawlessness is an outrage. We're not defunding the police. I'm going to do everything in my power as your congressional representative to make sure these scallywags on the city council don't do uh, something so idiotic. You're never going to hear that, ever, ever. Scallywags, I love that. Let me run something by you, Suchi boy. I'm talking to a, a somebody in her district, in the 5th, and uh, this lady I'm talking to doesn't believe that any Republican candidate has a chance against uh, Omar. So what she is going to do, and she's a registered Republican, she is going to change parties and register as a Democrat so she can vote against Ilhan in the primary. What do you think about that? I like that. I like it. you got to yeah, do what you got to so do. do I, I yeah. thought that kind of nefarious nonsense never occurred to me, but I love it. And that's that exactly a, where great we are. Idea. It is a great idea. Yeah, yeah. So she's going to vote for that lawyer dude who's raised the millions. Oh, uh, Anton. Yeah. Dukes. And yeah. then and then for the general election, switch back to being a Republican. Right. Well, good for her. I'm, I'm looking at some of these bills she's introduced. What, yeah. what are you yeah. Give us a couple. Oh, my God. Okay, here's one. Uh, you know, I get it. Uh, placing restrictions on tear gas exports and crowd control technology to Hong Kong Act. Oh, yeah. Oh, you got to get that done. That's got to be done. Kept I can't get any sleep because of that. That was important to the fifth. Uh, Humanitarian Standards for Individuals in Customs and Border Protection Custody Act. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, she also, do you guys remember this? Because this is what made me giggle. Uh, this was one of her first that she introduced. The denouncing female genital mutilation uh, as a violation of the human rights of women and girls and urging the international community and the federal government to increase efforts to eliminate the Harmful Practice Act. But not well, here in the United States. This is, this is right. Uh, right, right, elsewhere. Right. Well, I mean, Did, yes, she... she, she her, she brought a worldview to Congress. She didn't bring a 5th District view. She brought a worldview to Congress, and oh. she's done nothing for the 5th District. But you can't argue against female uh, genital sure. mutilation, But I God guess the, no, the point of bringing not. it up was because it had absolutely nothing to do with the 5th District. Mm-hmm. Well, Chris, what about uh, mittens are warm in the winter? What about that <laughs> act? Did, yeah. did, did that one get anywhere? Uh, no, yeah. but we did get uh, on July 16th of 2019, the Condemning President Trump's Racist Comments Directed at Members of Congress Act. Mm-hmm. We had okay. that one introduced. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very helpful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, she's an exciting... Exciting gal. She's a fresh young face. Such, there's signs up in my neighborhood. For her? Not a lot. Not a lot, but I'm seeing them. Yeah. yeah. For her. For her. Uh, I think the mayor is going to take us a very quick time out to get a glass of water. Okay. Sounds Uh, good. All right. I'll be right back. This guy wears many hats. Just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Uh Please withhold name. I've just read the letter. Uh, I absolutely will. But all hail the Flashlight King. Hail, hail you. you. 
uh, what this fellow has written is so identifiable for all of us. Joe, all the talk of social justice, BLM, and systemic racism has caused me to do some serious soul-searching in the last couple of months. I've always considered myself to be fair-minded and never considered myself to have white privilege, guilt, or fragility. That facade, however, came crumbling down after a motoring incident on the freeway last week. My white racist blinders were ripped away, and I was confronted with the irrefutable fact that I am a 60-year-old white racist. I was driving in the right lane when a car dashed by me on the left, then, for some inexplicable reason, decided to pull right in front of me. Not only did that vehicle disrupt the spacing cushion I had established with the car ahead of me, but it also braked and slowed to a pace well below the flow of traffic. As I pulled into the left lane to get around this slowpoke, I considered giving a one-figured salute to register my displeasure. Thinking better of it, I decided on a simple palms-up, shoulder-shrug signaling what the heck to be a more appropriate response. I, that's a foghornable. I came alongside the vehicle and was about ready to give it a go, and I froze. Why did he freeze? It was a black person? That's right, Kenny. Why did I freeze? It was a black guy driving the car. For the next few miles, I wrestled with what had just transpired and came to the only logical conclusion. I had treated that fellow differently simply because of the color of his skin. That, by definition, is, is, a, is racism. I had treated him as less than. Since then, I have been woke to my racism. I will look very hard to see racism anywhere else that I can, and I look forward to a day when I can, without guilt, flip off the driver next to me, not based on the color of his skin, but by the content of his driving ability. Keep pushing back a loyal member of the Royal Order of the 21sters. Ain't that the truth? Yes, it is. Isn't that the truth? I, I should be able to flip off a black driver just like a black driver can flip me off. But now we're all frozen. We're just we're petrified that, that that will be taken as some demonstration of supremacy or some ridiculous contention. You know, the other thing he's bringing up, too, and I, I, I brought this up, I don't know, a week or two ago. I'm noticing a significant amount of hostility on the roads, a lot more than than normally. And what's funny is... There's yeah. fewer people on the roads right now, right? Because a lot of people yeah. are working from home. We yeah, we've been actually talking about that for the past few months. How there's fewer people and more road rage. Oh, it's and, it's incredible. My policy on the finger changed years and years ago. I now only give the finger to friends of mine. <laughs> yeah, us. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I will not give it nope. to no matter what kind of wrongs have been committed to me on the road or anywhere else. I, I do not give the finger. I'm with because you because that's you know you never know when somebody's going to pull out a gun and start shooting at you. Well, since mid-March, my driving has been so infrequent that I haven't experienced anything. Speak for yourself. No, but you live in South Dakota. and You have a hell of a commute. Yeah, I take the long way home. Right, right. <laughs> but I, I haven't Can't run into fry. anything. <laughs> uh, Joe, is it just me or does it occur to anyone else that it seems awfully contradictory and selfish of teachers to patronize grocery stores, churches, and any other large crowded stores with adults, yet they won't teach our children in person the safest demographic of society, pushing back by the day uh, Scott Matura out in Montana. And he also notes 
there are GLers abound out here desperately trying to give you money and get your book on our nightstand and the GL flag on display. Don't overthink the flag. It's simply the black background with the red GL from the website. In the words of Pat, let's go here. Pushing back, Scott Matura. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? I, I, I can't rely on stop, you. You don't do stop, anything. It's stop. all about who wants to write the check. That's what there it's is about. a meeting later this afternoon, since it came up again on the show, there is a meeting later this afternoon, and we are finalizing plans, sir. Well, how much could it be to republish the book? I don't know. Oh, I can find I out. Oh, I talking about the sign. I didn't know you were the talking flag. about the flag. The no, flag. no, the flag. The yeah. flag. No, I, I have a meeting on the flag, by all means. But I'm, I'm wondering, too, if we shouldn't republish the book. All right. I'll bring it well, up this afternoon. That's... Isn't that your problem? I well, I'm be, I'm I'm going I'm willing to be told that. Yes, I'm willing to be told that. Joe, if you want that book republished, here's what it's going to cost you. I I'm perfectly willing to have that talk. In the, in the words of Dark Star Such, how does this benefit me? <laughs> it really wouldn't do a thing for you, would it? Okay then. Well, well, in the in the flag meeting, you, I, I would think uh, that benefits me. You might figure out how that benefits everybody. Absolutely, it does. If the station makes money, I make money. Yeah. Well, if the station took charge of reissuing the book and made the money, I'll be glad to split the money with the staff, the five, the five of us. That wouldn't bother no. me at all. Yeah. You're not giving me any of those wheat pennies, pal. Well, that's about what this book has turned out to be worth. <laughs> Wheat pennies. But now that there's people actually, now that there's actually an audience, I think the book could be a gas. Yeah. It's got all the great maps in it from Greg Holcomb and all the great artwork and chapters. And uh, it's just, uh, it's just, my God, Kenny, you got acknowledged in the book. I would have to split something with you. Really? Yeah, I did? Yeah, I huh. can't imagine that. I'm going to have to go look. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I have an autographed copy here somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this would this be a second edition then? I don't and know. would this be your first ever second edition? I'll see. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. I'll Reavers, see. stop snickering. No, that's I, an I, achievement I, in an author's life. I. Yeah. It was very funny. Your your response was very funny. Oh. I saw. A fat-tired Bintelli e-bike yesterday. Really? Uh, and they, I could see the writing. And the uh, the owner uh, appeared uh, real happy. Uh, and I was hoping, uh, of course, to think he got that at EcoFund Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake, right on Highway 61. A fabulous arrangement of uh, Bintelli e-bikes, uh, gasoline scooters that turn every errand into an adventure, full line of Yamaha motorcycles, helmets, apparel, a great service department. It's right there in downtown Forest Lake on Highway 61 because GLers really love that Highway 61. Uh, biking is going to remain the fad well into autumn, right up to that first snowfall. And there's no, there's no more fun way to bicycle than with those five levels of electric assist on the Bintelli e-bike. You can check out everything at EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake. Are we going to be chatting with Eric Mishy? Yes, we are, sir. We're going to check in with him and see what his new adventure is going to be. Uh, and, and whatever his new adventure is, is on behalf of Spare Key, and he'll tell us what that is. Here's a man that continues to say he needs a new vehicle before winter, Joe Souchere. Hi, Eric Mishy. 
Hey, Joe Sushri, how are you? Pretty good. The last time we chatted, you were my hero of the day, the week, the month, the year for taking care of a little <laughs> trash problem downtown St. Paul. <laughs> well, I, 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 had, I found a place to put the trash. It was the right place to put it. Right, the front door of City Hall, and it was gone in about four minutes. It didn't take very long, that's no. for sure. <laughs> Eric, tell us what you're up to. Well, I am going to take a raft from uh, Harriet Island, leaving mm-hmm. from the Paddleford Dock on August 27th, mm-hmm. and I'm going to take a 1,700-mile trip down the Mississippi River uh, through 10 states, take about two months, uh, to raise money for the nonprofit that I lead called Spare Key. And explain Spare Key to us. Spare Key is a nonprofit that's been around since 1997. And what we do is we help families that are facing a medical crisis. We help them by providing financial support for housing and housing related expenses. Since we were founded in 1997 by a South St. Paul family, we've served over 4,000 families with about $4 million. Well, uh, now help us understand, how will the trip, uh, how can the trip become a fundraiser? Can people uh, donate to pay for a certain amount of miles or something like that? They can do all that. We're calling this trip Hope on the River. Mm-hmm. And we have a website called hopeontheriver.com, and you can go right there, and there's a button where you can pledge per mile for every mile I go. Uh, you can also text the word RIVER, to the number 52,000 and donate a quick $5 just like that. And uh, we're selling sponsorships, and and we're even going to give people the opportunity, Joe, for a donation to Spare Key. They can actually spend a night on the raft with me. Would they want to? Uh, (laughs) I can't imagine a better place to be right now in the world with everything going on than sitting on a raft drifting down the Mississippi River. Okay. We need to describe this raft, Eric, because I'm picturing about <laughs> ten saw logs that are, uh, are are roped together. Yeah, and you're all you I, always have wet feet, always. You know, it, we we've updated the the model of the raft a little bit. What I did was I went out and bought a rotted out fifty year old pontoon deck, and when I say rotted out. My brother Fred had to crawl underneath this thing and and pound a bunch of two by fours and two by twos so that we wouldn't. When I was walking across it, I wouldn't fall through into the river. Yep. Um, and then a bunch of buddies of mine and my son Owen and and uh, and my niece uh, spent about three weeks uh, re-engineering a shed and building on top of this thing, um, and so it's uh, all around it is about three feet high. Uh, worth of uh, screen so that I don't get eaten alive as I'm drifting down the river. Um, And uh, so, I mean, it's it's not the prettiest looking thing, but I'm hoping that since I'm going to be sleeping and eating on it, living on it for two months, that uh, it keeps me moderately dry and mosquito free. Are you, is it powered by an outboard motor? So we have an outboard motor on it simply to get through the locks and dams and Mm. to avoid uh, me getting crushed by barges. Um, yeah, that's that'd be a good plan. Yeah. So otherwise, this thing's intended to do nothing more than drift, Joe. And mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I'm looking forward to the opportunity to meet a lot of interesting people and um, see a lot of interesting wildlife. You know, I as I tell people, I'm afraid of the dark and I'm scared of wild animals. So you couldn't pick a 
less brave person to do this trip. Well, why don't we stay in touch with you on the length of this trip? I'd love to. I'd love yeah. to be able to reach back and give you an update on where I'm at and yeah. who I'm meeting. And absolutely. Uh, well, Eric, is we'll there do any that. place I could? I, I I need to see a picture of this. Is there a is there a helm or a rudder? Uh, I'm I'm just fascinated no. by the raft. <laughs> oh, so you're but, just you going to be it, adrift? I'm going to be adrift, and that's really wow. it. I'm going to have two really long poles. Uh, because Push you know, there's a lot of stretches yeah. of the Mississippi where you can pull yourself into the channel. The key thing sure. is you got to stay out of the way of the barges. Right. And so yeah. I'll, um, I'll I'll be pushing myself in and out of the channel, and and uh, if I see a fast approaching barge, I'm I'm hopefully quick enough yet that I can start the motor to get out of its way. But there is no rudder. You know, this thing will act like a sail from time to time. And uh, I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. So I'm pretty sure, um, you know, maybe within a week or two, I'll have some idea how to steer the thing. Is there a picture of it on the Hope for the River, Hope on the River website? Hopeontheriver.com. You can go there and there's a video of us putting this in the water. Okay. Um, That's what we need. And, yeah. So, and I can, I obviously, I'll send you some more stuff, but. Anybody who wants to follow this trip, you know, we have a Facebook page. It's uh, at Hope on the River at Facebook, and we have a Twitter and an Instagram. And I would tell people, watch the HopeOnTheRiver.com site. We're going to have an interactive map that's going to show me, show me. Yeah, it's going to show me and other people where I'm at on any given day. Um, and so there will be a lot of good places to follow there. And, um, you know, it's a... Uh, you know, this, this idea was born out of desperation, Joe, because yep. our nonprofit is getting its teeth kicked in by this COVID-19's impact on the economy. Right. Um, just this year alone, we're, we stand to lose anywhere from a half a million to $750,000 of revenue. Mm-hmm. And so we couldn't have an event that brought people to the event. So we decided to have an event that brought us to people. And so we decided to name this raft uh, the SS Hail Mary as a way to really underscore the fact that, you know, this is really uh, our Hail Mary to try to keep this organization afloat and continue to be able to help families who are facing a medical crisis. Well, I've got news for you, pal. We're going to keep track of you. This will be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I figured if anybody would appreciate a good old-fashioned raft, drifting down the river it would be joe Souchere. i got it thank you we'll be in touch eric good luck very good thank you all right thank you thank you he's my hero wow he takes things into his own hands hope on the river.com you can see a picture of this what i imagine is going to be quite the tub Huh? Quite the tub. I gotcha. I gotcha. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Eric, uh, I'm going to have to pray for you. <laughs> why does it? Uh, why don't we come up with a, a, a garage logic formula of us, the staff, uh, pledging? I don't know how many miles did he say it was. Uh, about a bazillion. Well, it's going to take him <laughs> it, two it's, months. It's going to take two months, Suge. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm thinking what? Fifty cents a mile. Uh, Buck a mile. Well, let me let me let me get on his website and check it out. All right, there you go. Position two. Uh, uh, Cal uh, Cal writes me, Mary. You sounded surprised at how complicated the guidelines for going back to school were. I have been teaching since 1984, and let me tell you, that was nothing. 
where the Minnesota Department of Education is concerned, if 15 words will work, 90 words must be six times better, and when in doubt, make up some words. Since as a teacher I am charged with presenting information in a matter that is plain as possible, I am constantly amazed that the department in charge of teaching thinks it is charged with presenting information as complicated as possible. Keep pushing back, Cal. Annandale High School, track coach, science department chair, academic all-state coordinator, and uh, uh, just an all-around frequent GLer. How's that for a GL observation? We have to come back with some GL automobile news in just a moment. University of Garage Logic 98, College of Self Esteem, zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. Boys, I got a tweet from Matt that says the following Hail the Flashlight King. Hail you. Thanks, Kenny. Andy, one of the owners of Harmony Spirits, has pastured his cattle on my dad's hunting land for the past several years. We were excited to hear that he and his partners had got Harmony Spirits up and running, and even more excited to hear that they were now GL sponsors. Saturday morning, my son, dad, and I left Ramsey, made the scenic drive to Harmony to see the place in person, 300-mile round trip. It was well worth the drive. They have a beautiful facility with indoor and outdoor seating and a bar where you can sample their products and order a cocktail to enjoy on site. My dad had a vodka lemonade. I had the bourbon lemonade. Oh, boy, does that sound good. They they make beer? Uh, they don't make beer, just spirits, okay. brah. Okay. We also bought bottles of rum and whiskey bourbon to enjoy at home. The wife and I enjoyed a whiskey bourbon on the rocks. I got home delicious and amazingly smooth. I highly recommend GLers to pay a visit to Harmony Spirits to enjoy yourself. Well, Matt, thank you for supporting Harmony Spirits. And also, do what Matt did. Make that drive, but more importantly, go into your local liquor store and request Harmony Spirits to be uh, to be there for purchase. That's how they really want you GLers to spread the word. Fantastic handcrafted spirits made right here in Harmony, Minnesota. Brah. You guys are aware that we have our own uh, derby driver in Garage Logic. Yes, uh, demo derby car. Uh, yeah. He write, uh, Matt writes, guys. Here are a few pictures of one. Uh, sadly, only two 2020 GMO, GL Demo Derby cars. I have several other cars built for this year, but as you can probably guess, most of the Demo Derbies have been canceled due to the virus. However, there are still a few that haven't been canceled. Luckily, once you leave the Twin Cities, there are plenty of people with common sense that realize it would be quite hard to get the virus in a Demo Derby. I think you would refer to these types of people as Kenny's people. <laughs> so with that said, I will still get to run a few GL Derby cars this summer. Hopefully, I can bring home some more hardware for the collection the car and the photos will be going to a derby next saturday august 8th at 6 30 p.m in st peter minnesota maybe one of these years the gl crew can come watch me live in action hope to see you guys at the state fair in 2021 the car is uh a uh, 1998 chevy lumina uh, Matt notes, which is a, y, a W body type of car. They are very strong for my class and pretty much the only cars I buy. I have five of them currently and always looking to buy more. He's got GL on the side and the whole deal. He's, he represents us throughout the demolition derby field. You know what we have? We have a guy. We've got a guy. we got a guy. We also got a gal. Mm-hmm. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. you. Lisa writes... Uh, she is finally home. If you remember, I emailed it. Uh, I 
I emailed in late winter, excited for the end game on mine and my husband's long restoration of this beauty. It's a 1968 Charger uh, Charger RT. Our goal was to have it done for Mopars in the park in June. We decided that since the summer of 2020 was canceled, we would take our time. I'm excited to add to my cylinder index. This 440 is stroked out to a 505 with a sniper fuel injection system. Hope you think she is as beautiful as we do. Stay safe and good luck. Lisa Gunderson, GLer, not Linda as you referred to me on my original email. <laughs> and she sent the picture of it. It's absolutely gorgeous. Oh, it's just gorgeous. And they appear to live in some rural area because they're really, uh, really neat barn in the background. Cool. Oh, it's very nice. So congratulations to Matt and Lisa uh, bringing up the automobilia portion of Garage Logic. You know who another lucky guy is? That'd be Craig Barris of White Bear Lake. He won the uh, quarter side of beef from Grunhofer's think last he w- week. Think he went through it over the weekend? I don't know how long it would take to eat a quarter <laughs> uh, quarter uh, thing of meat. Yeah. Holy mackerel. Uh, Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. Uh, it's become the go-to place. It's just amazing. Spencer has to add on 2,500 additional square feet just to make more brats and more meatloaf and steaks and burgers and skewers and fish and seasoning. It's just it's just incredible. The the GLers have uh, turned it into such a meat emporium that Spencer is now uh, adding on 2,500 additional square feet just to uh, keep up with demand. And yes, for all of you GLers listening around the world, I'm sure Spencer is aware and is thinking of how is he going to provide these products uh, on the internets or on the on the web links, and uh, we'll have to talk to him about that one sure, of these days. Absolutely. See, see if he wants to take that on, but it sounds like he's got his hands full right now, doesn't it? GLers love it. It's Grundhofer's Old Fashioned Meats at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. Okay, fellas, uh, we're going to wrap this episode up. Yes, we are. Uh, but first, I would like to mention Sioux Falls Business Development. They are open for business in Sioux Falls, and they have the people that you need to succeed and the freedom you want to operate your company. If you want to be open for business, expand or relocate to Sioux Falls, get the facts right now online at SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. 